You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Years ago, my campus pastor down in Orangeburg, Pastor Trey, he tells a story that um, uh, they, had just, they had just gotten to the ministry, that, and, well, and that he had gotten married, and he used to work for UPS. And UPS gave him a $200,000 opportunity to move to, I think, to Myrtle Beach. They were going down to Myrtle Beach, and he was making plans to move to Myrtle Beach. He had come to me about he going to opportunity company moving to Myrtle Beach. And so Katie kept saying to him, did you pray about that? And he said, listen, there's $200,000, and we're going to move to Myrtle uh, she said, did you, and he said about the third time, she said, did you pray about it? He said, now, next time you ask me, I'm going to have an answer. In other words, no. If it makes dollars, it makes sense. And you can just be following the sense, and the, you can be following the dollars and get out of your blessed coordinate. And he later understood that wasn't what the Lord told him to do. But it looked like he was going to be driven by the circumstance. It looked like a great opportunity. So God says, you, you go down to Egypt, but you didn't ask my advice. Look at this. To strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh and the trust in the shadow of Egypt. Egypt always represents the world system. Egypt represents the world's way of doing things. Verse 3, therefore, the strength of Pharaoh, what you thought was going to help you, shall be your shame. In my case, Maine. Therefore, the strength of Pharaoh shall be your shame, and the, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. He said, you think you're going up, but you're going to go down because you got off the blessing coordinates. Going over to the next chapter, Isaiah 31, he says it again. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. They rely on their horses because it looks like they got it going on down there, who trust in the chariots because they are many and in a horseman because they're very strong, but who do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. God said, before you rely on anybody else, ask me. I had to learn this over the years, and especially in the early days of ministry where God was developing my faith. He said, before you pull out a credit card, ask me. Before you borrow money, ask me. Before you go to the bank, ask me. Before you tell other people about it, ask me. Just come and look at somebody and say, I got to ask the Lord. I got to ask the Lord. I heard a preacher saying, <laughs> I actually heard him say it just before I, he was scheduled to come preach for us. And just I said, oh, Lord, I, if I heard this before, I wouldn't have, I can't cancel him like two weeks before. But he was talking, he said, he said, he was talking about particularly black women. He said, y'all need to go out with anybody who asks you. He said, you need to accept every date. He said, because you don't know, you know, how this might work out. You, you, you need to just ask, anybody ask you to go out there, you need to go, because you don't know what, that sounds like you thirsting to me. Look, somebody said, I ain't that thirsty, I ain't that thirsty. I mean, something I don't even need to pray about. I can look. This just don't look good. This don't look right. No, God said, before, before you go on a date, ask me. I was sharing, had the opportunity to share me and Pastor Baker 
well into 2 o'clock in the morning with the pastors of that bishop's fellowship. We were sharing. He asked us to come and share, and they were just taking questions back and forth, Pastor Bacon and I. And, uh, uh, and so I, I shared with them about how Pastor Marshall and I got together because I, uh, I was in college, and I had dated unsaved girls, okay? And uh, when I dated unsaved girls, I got myself in some um, um, compromising situations. Pastor Mark said, what, what, what was those situations? Some things are just under the blood. We ain't, you ain't going to de-blood me. Don't be trying to de-blood me. And so I told the Lord. I said, God, I ain't dating no more unsaved girls. I'm a man of God. I'm preaching the gospel. These, these unsaved hoochies, I mean, these unsaved young ladies trying to get me off the path of my blessing coordinates. So I met Marcia. As soon as I met Marcia, I felt an immediate attraction to her and liked her. And I went and prayed. I said, Lord, I met this young lady. And I told you, Lord. I told you I ain't dating no unsaved girl. And Lord said to me, pursue. I'm going to save her. Okay, see, some, some of y'all, see, see, that's what, Lord, I'm, that's what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, Lord told me, pursue, he's going to save you. He told me that. That's like you trying to walk on the water sinking because you ain't Peter. I called her up, I said, called her up, I said, you about to get saved. She said, saved? She said, I'm already, she was Catholic. She said, I'm already saved. I've been, I'm, uh, you know, I was baptized as a child. I said, I, I mean saved. I be like born again, like Holy Ghost feel like hallelujah, saved. Brought to church one time, the Lord saved her. But I asked the Lord, and I pursued because I didn't pursue out of flesh. I pursued because he led me to pursue. A lot of you are having futile pursuits because you're pursuing something God didn't tell you to pursue. Look, Janae, say, you might shout in this message later. You tell them, you might. I ain't going to promise. I even came out and practiced the key with the, with the organ before y'all got here. I, so you might preach. They even know what key to put me in. See, you go down, you didn't ask at my mouth. Ah, look at Isaiah 31 and 30. He said, the Egyptians, the people you're relying on, are men and not God. Oh, my God. He said, you're trusting people, you understand, they're men. They're mere humans, these people you put all your confidence in. They're, Egyptians are men and not God. And they're horses of flesh, not spirit. When the Lord stretched out his hand, both he who helps is going to fall and he whose help will fall down, they'll perish together. God said, stop trusting in systems that I didn't tell you to trust in. Stop trusting in resources, that's not me. Stop trusting in people I didn't tell you to rely upon. Even in the New Testament, y'all, we see that Jesus was very intentional, deliberate and, and purposeful about when he did and where he would and would not go. Very purposeful about what he did where he would go. Look at John 4, verse 3 and 4. This is the story of Jesus talking to a woman at, at the well. There's a little passing comment there in verse 4. John 4 and 3 says, He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And John 4 and 4, New King James says, But he needed to go through Samaria. 
I think the traditional King James said he must needs go through Samaria. He needed to go through Samaria. Now, now, now watch this here. Now, uh, uh, th this is not just talking about geographic. Because some people preach this like, you know, um, that, that, you know, he was going down there and so the only way to get there is to go to, no. That, th that's a detail that would be a mute detail to just put in there. If that's how you go, then that's how you go. But it's being delivered to let us know that Jesus was intentional. That I need to go down to Samaria. So he needed to go through Samaria, and we know what happens there. He meets this woman at the well. He ministers her. He tells her about the living water. She receives him. She got to acknowledge that he's the Messiah. And then she went and converted the whole city and said, come see a man who showed me and told me everything I've ever done. He, Jesus was purposeful about where he went. Jesus gave his disciples very specific directions and, and, and restrictions about where to go, where not to go. Matthew 10, 5 and 6. It says, these 12 Jesus sent out and he commanded them, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Do not go over there. And do not enter into the city of the Samaritans. I'm giving you specific coordinates. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I have a specific assignment for your life, a specific assignment for your ministry to a specific people. We're not only assigned to places, we're assigned to people. When God Paul, called Paul, he says, he, sa he says, I have called thee to be, a, to be a witness and to bear my name to the Gentiles to turn them from darkness to light. He said, I didn't just call you to preach. I'll call you to preach to particular people at particular times in particular places because the blessing is geographic. So Paul had to learn this principle of the geographic blessing in Acts 22, verse 17 and 18. It says, it happened, Paul says, when I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple. He said, I was in a trance. And I saw him... Jesus saying to me, while he's there in Jerusalem, make haste, get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. Paul, you're doing a good thing, but you're doing it in the wrong place. I want you to be fruitful. Watch this. God does not want us spinning our wheels. So even though preaching was a good thing, he wanted his preaching to be fruitful. He said, I don't want you to preach if they're not going to receive it. Oh, come on now. See, some of us, we got to learn this principle. That sometimes you're doing a good thing, but it's not bearing any fruit. You have to learn this principle that you need to go where you're celebrated, not just tolerated. I'm doing a good thing, but it's not adding up to anything. You got a good, so you supposedly have a good product, ain't nobody buying it. You're being, it's not being fruitful. He said, Paul, you're preaching, but get get out quickly they're not going to receive the testimony Paul I didn't tell you to be here verse 21 God gives him more specific he gives him more specific coordinates he said depart for I will send you far from here to the Gentiles so catch this principle y'all you can do the right thing in the wrong place let me say it again you can do the right thing in the wrong place. In Acts 16, 6 and 7, I find it so interesting. In Acts 16, it almost looks like Paul trying to figure out his ministry, where he's supposed to be going, what he's supposed to be doing. 
and you know, I'm just going to be led by the Spirit of God. And we're going to preach the gospel to every creature. And we look, pick it at Acts 16. It says, now when they had gone through Phrygia, they're going through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Did y'all see that? Prevented by the Holy Spirit. Not prevented by the devil. Prevented by the Holy Spirit. Is it good to preach the gospel? Yes. Is the gospel good news to every creature? Yes. But they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel in Asia. This is not the coordinates for your ministry, Paul. Good thing, wrong place. Verse 7, keep going. And after that, they came to Magia. Well, we can preach over here. Magia sounds like Asia. Maybe I just missed the M. Let me see, maybe it wasn't Asia, it was Magia. Let's go to Magia. They tried to go into Bithynia. But what? But the Spirit did not, did not permit them. But the Spirit did not permit them. I'm coming down y'all lane here. Y'all heard me say a couple years ago, Beyonce came to Columbia. I was going to the Beyonce thing because I wanted to witness to her. God, if you just let me get close enough, I'll share the gospel. I'll tell her, stop that. This is not pleasing to God. I'll tell her women ought to dress modestly. But let me also tell you, here's the back part of what I didn't tell you. A particular woman of God who preached on a platform far greater than mine, she had just went. And she was showing folks she had gone. Oh, this is a woman of God. She didn't preach here, she didn't preach there, she didn't preach there. Well, if she can go, I can go. And you all know if I'm going to go, I'm going to give myself some good tickets. I ain't sitting in the rafters. No, no offense to the rafters. Because y'all want to be here. No, okay. I'm going to buy, I'm going to get some good. And I bought tickets. And I'm getting ready to go to the concert. The Lord said, you're not going to the Beyonce concert. I said, no, Lord, I've got these tickets right here. The, these tickets cost me about $1,000. And no, I'm, we're going to. The Lord said, no, we're not going to the Beyonce concert. I said, no, but Lord. And the spirit would not permit me. Now, I talked to the woman of God. I figured she'd go with me. I'm covered. I said, Marcia, I bought a ticket for us. She said, I ain't going to no Beyonce concert. She said, I, I ain't going. I know some of y'all went to the concert. Did you go or did the spirit permit you to go? I know it's what everybody does. While there's deities being called out, while there's fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, I know it sounds deep. I got more revelation now than I had then. All I know, the Spirit of the Lord wouldn't let me do it. Now I understand, I've got more understanding about, you know, doing these videos with the, with the uh, you know, the golden calf. 
Y'all remember the golden calf? Remember the golden calf? The golden calf that God would not let his people go into the promised land because they decided they want to worship a golden calf. But it's just music. But what's the Lord saying to you? I told y'all, I'm, I'm a child of the 70s. I like music. But I'm very, I, even, even though I like music, I'm selective about music I listen to. I told you, we, we were, uh, you know, I'm a child of the 70s, and 70s where, where you could understand the words. We knew the lyrics. Even we, even we didn't know what the lyrics meant, like, Mama Cool, Mama Scott, Mama Cool, Mama Scott, Mama Cool, Mama Scott, Mama Cool. Her name was Bertha. No, the only number that. And we're coming back, I'll never forget, we're coming back from, I believe we had just done our marriage conference in Savannah. And I'm riding back up 95. Got my 80 CD in. Me and Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. We both know that is wrong, but it's much too strong to let it go now. I'm, I'm riding, I'm singing. We meet every day at the same cafe, 6.30, and no one knows she'll be there. Just as I'm singing that, Spirit of the Lord said to me, do you realize this is a song about adultery? The spirit of the Lord, the spirit, I've, I've known this, this song since I was a teenager. I'm singing it riding home from the marriage conference that I think our theme was divorce-proofing your marriage. I'm riding home singing about Mrs., me and Mrs. Jones meeting every day at the same cafe, sneaking around. Now we got a word for it, creeping. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. So what the church has done, we try to be legalistic. You can't do this. You can't go here. You can't do this. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. And so we made everything wrong. No, every, something that's wrong for one, not wrong for the other. Something that, that's right for one is not right for the other. But you got to be led by the Spirit of God. When I came along, we wasn't supposed to, we couldn't go to movies. I asked Mother Betty, why, why can't we go to movies? She said, read Psalms 1. I read to and came back. She said, what's that second or third verse say? Okay. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Huh? When you go to the movies, you're sitting in the seat of the scornful. Then she said to me, and then, and then there was things I should say, is, is anything wrong with this? She would just say to me, would you want to do that? Would you want to be doing that when Jesus comes? Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Marshall and I were on vacation a couple weeks ago. I went to the movie. We were sitting in Ski to Ski to I shut the whole movie theater down. I shut it down. I reserved my seats. In advance, if I'm going to buy seats, I'm going to buy good seats. 
midway right in the middle. We get in there. And I don't get to movies real early because y'all don't, I don't have 30 minutes to waste for you show me promos. Especially out of reserve my seat. These are our seats. We get there. Somebody's sitting in our seats. And I said, excuse me, this is a, and they was, I said, these are, he said, no, I, these, so Marcy, she, Marcy, she's so nice. She's so sweet. She said, well, there's some right up there. I said, well, no, these are better seats. We could, so we go on up there. We go to the next row. We sit in there. Then all of a sudden, somebody come in. Excuse me, you're in our seats. Marcy said, let's just move down. I moved down. Somebody came and said, you, and I said, hold on. I went and got the manager. I said, I paid for these seats. Somebody's in my seats. And uh, so young man came in. This young man, young, you know, teenager came in. He said, uh, can everyone please check, make sure you're in the right seats? And so everybody checked. Me. I said, they're in my seats right there. They wouldn't move. Then old man, the real manager came in. First, first, first he turned the lights on the movie theater. <laughs> Shine lights. I'm, then he came in, shut the movie down, stopped the movie. It was, it was, it was um, Indiana Jones. <laughs> he shut the movie down. He came in and said, all right, we can do this with the movie playing. Or, or, or we, you, you can watch the movie or not, but everyone check your seats and make sure you're in the right seats. And then the people got up. He said, and then, then she lied. Well, somebody was in our seats. Get out of my seats. She got up with the seat. We got in our seats. Now I said, let the movie begin. <laughs> and I didn't feel no condemnation. Not only was I the seat of the scornful, I had to be in the right seat of the scornful. <laughs> it's not about somebody else telling you, are you led by the Spirit of God? Is this your coordinates? Because if somebody else's coordinates don't mean it's yours. Let, let me start wrapping this up, bring this to a landing here. So in the text, God tells, Abraham, God tells Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Stay here and I'll bless you. So a couple things I want to tell you. First, you can't run from rough places. You can't always run from rough. Well, watch this. If you don't learn to go through rough things, the hard time, you're going to be running all your life. God said, I want you to be steadfast and move, but always abounding in the work of the Lord. Y'all, sometimes God leads us through rough places. Anybody going through a rough place right now? But you know God's leading you. Come on. Thank God that even though it's rough, he's leading you. He's still taking care of you. He's still providing for you. He's still helping you. He's still helping you keep your mind. He's still keeping you in perfect peace. We all quoted Psalms 23, but everybody, people don't even know anything about the Bible. Many of the time they know Psalm 23, they know that's a funeral scripture. It's not a funeral scripture, it's an it's a assurance scripture that the shepherd will lead you through anything. And he says in Psalm 23, verse 4 and 5, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Listen. And notice he says, uh, though I walk through, there's something you can't even run through. You can't run away from it, and you can't run through it. You're going to have to walk it out. Now walk it out. 
Now, come on, you're going to have to walk it out. You're going to have to walk through this rough place, walk through this hut. I know you want God to speed it up, but God say, I'm teaching you something. I'm building something in you. I'm giving you some endurance. I'm giving you some patience. I know you want to run through this, but you're going to walk through this. And when you come through, everybody going to see that you're stronger. He said, even though I walked through this rough place, your rod and your staff accompanied me. You, and watch it. And then at the end of it, you're going to prepare a table for me right in the presence of my enemies. You're going to anoint my head with all, and my cup is going to run over. It don't even look like I got enough right now. But if I just keep walking through what I need to walk through, oh, you're going to see my cup running over. I know it don't even look like I got a cup now. But I'm going to walk through this thing, let God lead me, and not try to run away. And you're going to see that God is going to cause my cup to run over. Look at somebody say, my cup is about to run over. Woo, I got blessed on that point by myself. My cup is about to run over. I know it, it may look dark right now, but my cup is about to run over. You can't run from the rough places and the hard times. Psalm 66 and 12, he said, you caused, you caused. That means you allowed it. God, yes, you caused. God allowed men to ride over our heads. It looked like they were getting the best of us. Oh, my God, but we went through fire, and we went through water. Look at somebody say, just, just, just go through, just go through, just go through, just go through. We went through water, and we went through fire, but you brought us out. The word of the Lord is saying you're, to, to somebody, you're going through, but he's going to bring you out. I said you're going through, but he's going to bring you out. Look at somebody say, I'm going through, but he's going to bring me out. You got to know God going to bring me out. I, I, I'm not going to be in this place forever. Oh, my God. David said, thou will not leave my soul in hell. The, come, if God allowed me to be here, go through this, he's going to bring me out. Not only that, Isaiah gives us a promise about going through. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. He said, this is what God said to you, O Jacob, he that formed you, O Israel, fear not. Somebody shout, I ain't scared. Fear not, I have redeemed you. I've called you by my name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters. Notice it didn't say if. There's some waters you're going to have to pass through. The old Bishop Bailey would say, just keep on living. Yeah, I know you understand that now. Just keep on living. If you keep on living, you're going to see there's some waters you got to go through. He said, but when you go through the waters, I'm going to be with you. When you go through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. I know it's scary for somebody, but the word of the Lord is saying you're passing through it. It's not going to overflow you. Y'all remember the Harry Tubman movie? You remember the Harriet told me that, uh, that, 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 that the Spirit of the Lord would lead her to exactly where to walk through. And she was walking through, and everybody looking, and she walked, and it was getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And just when it looked like it was about to overtake her, she started coming up and coming out. Come on now. Then everybody else followed her. Some of you are going through something because somebody, because there's some people behind you that got to see God can take you through this. There's some people that's looking at you who's saying if they ain't scared, I don't have to be scared. If God did it for them, he gonna do it for me too. Look at somebody say, just keep on walking through. 
Ooh, Jesus. When you pass through the waters, I'm going to be with you. Don't run. Go through. Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Go through this famine. I'm going to provide for you in the famine. When nobody else has, you're going to have. When nobody else is eating, you're still going to eat. When everybody else is worried, you're going to have peace. When everybody else is lacking, you're going to have provision. Go through this famine. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God said, don't run. Go through this famine. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content, as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. 